Storytime with Paul Doerr. In each episode, you'll receive a short adrenaline shot of a story straight to the mind, heart, or sometimes the funny bone, wherever that is located. Bonus episode, Butterflies. I felt compelled to share this story about a very special 10-year friendship. This is a live performance that was recorded at my monthly event, Stories We Don't Tell. I believe it was fitting to talk about this friend at a storytelling show, as he is one of the big reasons I do any of this. Give it up for Paul Doerr. <laughs> yeah, I gotta use that. Can I give you this? Yeah. I'm sorry, I have to do a little setting up here. Oh. Um, so, uh, hello everybody. Hi. I've gone and done something that I believe is never a good idea. Um, like I've actively told other people not to do this. See, I was working on this story for like a few months for tonight, and I decided at the last minute to scrap it and go with something else. (laughs) So I was once in the audience at another storytelling event, I'm not gonna say which one, where a person got up on stage and said, I was so inspired by that last story that I decided to throw away what I was going to talk about and do something completely different. And they dramatically threw their papers into the air and my heart sank. (laughs) And I might have even put my hand over my mouth and just said out loud, oh no, this is never a good idea. But I think my decision (laughs) is right because in a moment, this story just sort of, that I'm gonna tell you became so much more important than this one, which I'm gonna throw away. (laughs) So, a little change of mood now because I want to tell you about a friend of mine uh, that passed away last week. And uh, I didn't really get the chance to say goodbye. And I felt this was the right place because he is actually one of the major reasons that I'm standing up here. Our friendship lasted for a decade and every moment spent with him was significant. I wish I could explain the whole story, but I've limited myself to about three experiences because the organizers of this event have a strict seven to 10 minute policy. (laughs) Well, there might be four experiences, but one of them is very short. So about 10 years ago, I had a nice corporate job with a great salary and I was on track to keep moving up the ladder. 
There was only one problem. I hated every minute of it. So I quit. Quitting is highly underrated. <laughs> I used my last paycheck to pay for a week-long intensive course at the Humber School for Writers, where I found myself in Wayson Choi's class. Before the course, I read all of Wayson's books, The Jade Peony, All That Matters, Paper Shadows, and Not Yet. It was pretty great stuff. And that week at Humber changed everything for me. I can't tell you how because of the seven to 10 minute policy. <laughs> Just know that it was mind altering. So at the end of the week, we walked into the class and there were three things spread out on the desk in front of each of our spots. And Wayson said, these three items are all you need to be a writer. First, you need a pencil to write with. Second, you need an eraser, which is shaped in a little butterfly, to understand your mistakes and be able to fix them. And the third, and perhaps most important, is a fancy pencil <laughs> to dream with. And he walked around the room, stopping at each of us, and he folded a piece of origami paper into a butterfly. And he told us what he learned from us. So after the course, we started writing letters to each other, like through the mail. I strongly suggest writing people letters because when I had found out that Wayson had passed away, I was able to spend the afternoon reading through our correspondence and was able to hear his voice again. So although he was retired from teaching, he took on one or two people per year to mentor, those that he felt were committed to writing in a deeper way. So a year or two years went by as we worked on my writing together. And I rewrote another draft of my first book. I met Wayson at our usual cafe and brought him the manuscript. I was so excited. And I said, look, I rewrote this using all the things you taught me. I don't remember exactly what he said, but it was something like, hmm. <laughs> For the next six months, I submitted the manuscript to pretty much every literary agency and publishing company in like the world. And after those six months, back in the cafe with Wayson, I explained how I'd gotten all these rejections and how upsetting it all was. I, might, I don't remember exactly what he said, but it was something like, hmm. <laughs> But then he said, I knew when you showed me that manuscript six months ago that you were only going to get rejections. And I said, maybe you could have told me that then. <laughs> because I can be a little bit of a smart ass sometimes. But then he continued and he said, I know you can write better, but you were so proud of your finished manuscript 
that you wouldn't have listened to me. Now I think you will listen. And I think you're ready to go a little deeper. And I remember thinking, that's some Jedi master mind <laughs> shit right there. Because, of course, he was right. And about two years after this, he decided that he couldn't teach me anything more. The power dynamic that exists in a mentorship can sometimes become unbalanced. He wasn't interested in that, and I respected and appreciated that he regarded me as an equal. We were just friends now, getting together almost every month or two. Wason would call and dramatically announce, Paul, we have much to discuss. <laughs> We'd usually meet at our, at our, our cafe or diner and talk about life and death and faith and arts, movies, and perhaps his favorite topic, gossiping about my love life. <laughs> Being the same age as my father, I often looked to him for advice or counsel. In the wake of my father's death, my mom really needed a break. And I brought her here to visit me for a few days. I set up a lunch with Wason, and the three of us spent the afternoon together. Wason was comfortable talking about death. It was Wason who reached across the table to take her hand, holding it tight. And I was grateful that he was able to comfort her in a way that I couldn't. We have much to discuss. Our lunches turned into all-day events. We'd start at our usual cafe and visit bookstores, secondhand clothing stores, and sometimes just hang around. I'd hang around just to help him grocery shop. Because every moment with Wason, no matter how small, was important. He taught me to pay attention to those small moments, pay attention to the details to the signs, pay attention to others, and to the world, and to your feelings, your instincts, and to your heart. The last time I saw him was at a book launch a couple of months ago. I was not in a good place in my life, but was trying to get out more. I did not want to be at that book launch, but something told me to stick around for a bit more. And later in the evening, someone tapped me on the shoulder. I turned around and there was Wason, noticeably weaker, but still smiling. He said, Paul, we have much to discuss. And we made plans together, but it would not come to pass. And I'll end on a note he wrote to me on March 28th, 2014. This was to me, but I switched out our names because I think his words have more meaning than anything I could possibly end with. Dear Wason, after clinging so tightly to the self waiting inside you to skip, hop, jump, run, I hope you let go of this internal block 
and see yourself as others have come to see you. Brilliant, attractive, and sublime in all the ways that matter. My dear friend Wayson, I'm glad to hear that the riptide of currents in life holding you back has set you free. Has set you free. With love, your friend Paul. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Storytime with Paul Dorr, written and produced by me. The theme music is by the amazingly talented singer-songwriter Arlene Takula. Find all things Arlene at officialarlene.com. Follow me wherever you follow people. Get your very own copy of my latest book, Dreams of Being a Kiwi, at paldor.com, which also includes weekly blogs, new podcasts, and information about live events. For updates, think about joining my mailing list. I've got it so bad. I got it real bad. I've got you on my mind all the time. That's all for now. Until next time, keep listening to each other.